May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. As the people were filled with expectations is a phrase that nicely defines the season of Epiphany. During this season, we are invited to pack away all our Christmas decorations, our manger scenes, and angelic choirs, and seek God in the everyday and the mundane of our lives. But today, we find ourselves standing on the banks of the River Jordan. John the Baptist was waist-deep in the water, baptizing the people who came in hope and expectation. I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. So if you've had the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land, you probably went to the River Jordan, where most who go will participate in renewal of your baptismal vows. So I had the opportunity, and I'll admit I was just a little bit disappointed in the River Jordan. It's, it's kind of muddy, and it winds around, and the day we were there, there was abandoned furniture on the, the river edge, and so that probably didn't help how I felt about it. But in spite of that, there's this moment when you too are filled with expectation that something is going to happen. So one of the things that you need to know is that the actual site of Jesus' baptism is believed to be in uh, Kesar al-Yahud on the West Bank. Um, In the Old Testament, it's written that that is the spot where Joshua crossed over and leading the Israelites to the promised land. And then later, in the Gospels, that is the site where John was to have used those same waters to baptize Jesus. But for the last 50 years, this land has been uninhabitable. It's declared a military zone by the Israeli army. It's scattered with an estimated 5,000 anti-tank and anti-personnel mines. Monasteries and lands belonging to eight Christian denominations, many dating from 5th century and earlier, stand abandoned, the walls bullet-marked and crumbling. In the year 2000, Pope John Paul helicoptered in for a private worship. Since then, Pressure has been mounting on Israel to reopen the area, and that is slowly happening. Each year, more than 6,000 people visit, traveling a narrow path forged through minefields to undergo their own baptism and renewal. Even as barbed wire and warning signs remind them of the danger, they wade into the muddy water of the Jordan.
just as Jesus did that day, standing patiently in line with all the others, sinners and the other damaged and broken people needing God. Jesus stood in that line with those who were worn down by the wear and tear of this world, people who are looking in expectation for new lives and new beginnings. Jesus began his ministry standing with the people, the least, the lost, and the lonely. Jesus came to that river to be baptized, to join with the people of God. John thinks Jesus will be untouchable, so important that John was not even worthy to untie his sandals. This is the same Jesus who in a few short years will kneel on the floor to tenderly wash the feet of his disciples. Jesus didn't wade into that muddy water alone. He was standing right there with others, joining his life with ours. Only Two of the gospel stories give us the nativity. All four gospels include the day that Jesus waded into the Jordan River and the heavens were ripped open and God speaks, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Jesus begins his ministry knowing who he is, who he belongs to, and what he is called to do. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. Jesus' baptism was not just an example to the church, a life to imitate. His baptism was a witness to God's presence in our world and in our lives. The heavens were opened up, torn apart, And never again will we be separated from God's love. This is my son. This is my daughter. My beloved. We are all recipients of God's unearned, unconditional love. Jesus waded into the Jordan River, was baptized, named and claimed, as God's child, and began his ministry. And so it is with us. Today, you and I will renew our baptismal vows as we witness and support Maxwell as he is baptized and sealed as Christ's own. But we need to realize that we wade into these muddy waters at our own peril. It's not an easy way to live. Perhaps there needs to be warning signs. Enter at your own risk. It will be exhilarating, life-changing, but it can be very dangerous. This week, local churches who have been providing food, temporary shelter, and clothing to immigrants that ICE agents have just dropped off in our city These churches are being threatened by radical groups, people who are carrying guns, posting 
threatening messages on their phones, protesting outside their churches, and literally threatening the members. People who are simply trying to live into their baptismal vows, trying to follow Jesus, living into their mission, caring for those in need, the immigrant, women and children who are hungry, frightened, and cold, children of God. Several of the pastors have been so shaken by the level of ugliness and threats that they have received that they are in fear for the safety of their members and are considering no longer caring for the refugees. They have a choice to make. Do they choose safety or their call to love their neighbors as themselves? And I don't envy those congregations and their pastors the decision they will have to make. But I have to wonder what their decision says to the rest of us. The disciples discovered just how dangerous it was to follow Jesus, and we discover that ourselves once we choose to wade into those muddy waters and allow ourselves to be transformed. And make no mistake, it's a choice. It's always a choice to do so. It won't be easy, and it won't always be a safe choice. We, too, may confront those who disagree with us, think we are wrong when we follow Jesus, and we will have to decide. We, too, have been named and claimed. Baptism may set us apart as Christ's own, but it does not keep us separate from each other or from the chaos of this world we live in. Baptism pushes us right into the middle of this needy, messy world. Our baptisms bind us to all of humanity, not in theory, but in flesh. We are reminded that we are responsible for each other. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? We are all God's beloved not because we've done anything to earn it, but simply because we are God's children. As witnesses to Christ's love and God's presence in our world, we are called to be partners with God in restoring the world and bringing the kingdom of God just a little bit closer. Our baptismal vows call us to seek and serve Christ in all people, to strive for justice and peace, to respect the dignity of every human being. These are not just words or empty promises that we are committing ourselves to. We are committing and identifying with the broken, the damaged, the least, the lost, the immigrant, and the orphan. Our baptismal vows call us to recognize, affirm, and stand with all of God's children. 
We stand for and we speak up for justice for all without regard to race, creed, or gender. Our baptismal vows call us to remember that God has no borders, no boundaries. We are all, everyone, everywhere, beloved children of God. When Jesus stood in that line to be baptized, he allied himself with the failures, the pains and the problems of all the broken people who flocked to the river that day. By wading into those muddy waters, he took his place right beside us and among us, right here and right now. Rowan Williams writes that baptism means being with Jesus in the depths of human need, including ourselves and our own needs. But it also means that we are in the depths of God's love. Because at the end of the day, Baptism is about promises, a promise of God's love and grace, God's protection, God's abundance and provision, and the comfort of God's community for you and for me and for all of God's children, everyone, everywhere. And Jesus' baptism also reminds us, it is an epiphany, God's inbreaking inbreaking into our hearts and our lives when we least expect it. And this I believe, and this I know, that the heavens are open, and God is saying, this is my son. These are my sons and my daughters, my beloved. And in you, I am well pleased. Amen. Amen.